Welcome everyone to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady. I'm here with host Lou Weiss, who is the founder of Manufacturing Talk Radio. He's also the president of All Metals and Forge Group. So if you're looking for open die forgings and seamless rolled rings, check out steelforge.com. Joining us today is Stu Johnson, who's vice president of product marketing at Rootstock. I understand, Stu, that you have built Rootstock on top of Salesforce. I'm interested to get into this conversation because Lou and I went through a similar exercise company to be unnamed. It was awful, but welcome to the show. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Nice beginning. <laughs> yeah. Well, still, we, we tried to build a fancy platform on top of another platform. I understand Rootstock is built on Salesforce. I can tell you it wasn't Salesforce. Okay, good. Uh, and I'm very excited because what we experience, I think, is the solution that you bring to the table. Or I should say what we didn't experience. And that is if I'm a manufacturer and I want to have something on top of Salesforce, I don't want to have to be the first guy doing it. It's too Nobody painful. Likes to be first. Nobody <laughs> likes to be first. So what is that? What Rootstock is? You've you've layered uh, a, a ERP on top of Salesforce, and it works like a champ. Um, well, yes, but let me take a half a step back. Um, you know, we are built natively on the Salesforce platform, and, and it's important to understand because I don't think Salesforce has been messaging the platformness of their solution um, as much, obviously, as they they message the CRM side. Now. Uh, we, of course, uh, have a tight relationship with Salesforce, not only as a you know technology provider, um, but with the business flow, right? Everything starts with a CRM. You start collecting customer data when you close a deal. And the beauty of the platform, and, and this is, I think, a simple analogy to the whole thing, is that there's a single common data model. So you capture data once. That data customer data, shipping data, quantity, blah, 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 is all now part of the database. And so everything we do from then on harvests and leverages that common database. The the various steps as you go through, you know, creating a work order or uh, ordering inventory or, you know, shipping finished goods all go back and enrich and embellish that data set for the life of the customer. And that's really the, the most important thing. Uh, the other piece that's worth talking about, I don't know how far we'll go into the sort of platformness bit, but um, is that Salesforce having been built as a platform designed for connectability is very much like uh, the old Lego kits that you know we all played with, maybe some of us still do if you got grandkids, where you can sort of you know snap in, a, let's say a PLM solution um that is fuzzy front end very different right the golden thread being requirements snap in an erp where the golden thread is inventory inventory management right um you know crm being sales um, the financial component which is part of rootstock would be the the golden thread being cash flow right so the beauty of that is you run your entire business on a common platform a common ecosystem and especially for our customers that are primarily mid-market, um, that's a huge uh, benefit to their IT teams, right? Um, enterprise companies, larger companies have you know armies of IT staff, may even have a whole team of integrators 
So, so integrating one solution to another, which is, you know, commonplace today, um, is much, much easier on the Salesforce platform. I actually would love to use, remember the old no software um, uh, diagram. I kind of would like to have an integration one, right? Integration is a four letter word in our vernacular. Not that you can't do it, right? You have to be able to integrate some things, but but those core things that, that you run your business on um, are designed to work together and not designed to have each an, an integration that then becomes a, a fragile liability going forward, right? Yeah, I think uh, one of the challenges that people face in during that integration phase is how do I capture my business as it currently runs into the solution rather than the solution changing how I run my business? Uh, well, you know what? That's a big thing. Uh, you know, I've been in enterprise software for about 35 years, uh, and I continue to be astonished how every company has to be different, right? Production manufacturing isn't that different under the sun. Um, you know, running a, you know, forging business or a, uh, you know, a bearing business isn't that different. What, but what's interesting is companies get to where they are and make that digital transformation journey in all different ways, right? So as much as anything, they want to capture the way they've done business because it got them there. The real challenge is with, um, with like, our solution teams and our um, implementation teams to help educate them to, you know, the things that you are doing differently may not be differentiating, right? This may not be helping you and hurting you. There's a, a lot of modern, a modernity of, of enterprise software that, that has streamlined and has sort of built in best practices. Um, and so we we like to refer to rootstock as purpose built for manufacturing, right? It was designed from the the beginnings as a manufacturing ERP. So obviously has the the core you know work streams of finance, all the ERPs do, um, an inventory management, you know, all the way from supplier to, to finished goods to customers, uh, and then the production components, you know, work orders, um, you know, quality management, all those kinds of things are are built in, but to really the key point of the question is that last mile tailoring, again, customization is a four letter word, um, tailoring to suit the, the the business that you're in now. And more than anything, um, especially since the pandemic and then you know pounded on like a big wave with the supply chain um, disruptions, uh, companies have realized that they must digitally transform. And that's not just new technology, right? You don't just lift and replace the same old bad practices or try to replicate paper-based processes digitally, right? A spreadsheet may be digital, but it's just digital paper. Um, and so that, that's a big thing uh, in our business is um, helping companies digitally transform. Uh, and again, you know, another plug for the, the Salesforce platform is is unique because it's modern and and i've always hated to use the word modern because obviously modern right but but i see the salesforce platform and i call it a next generation platform because i believe it's as transformative relative to traditional cloud as cloud was to on-premise a decade ago um, and having lived through the the paper uh, scenario to the um, you know mainframe. I started my career off mainframes, uh, and then you know uh, 
representing software in the cloud before we called it cloud. Um, and now, uh, you know, onto this next thing that I really think um, really uh, teleports the these, especially again, mid-market companies into the future to prepare for that next big disruption because, you know, spoiler alert, there's gonna be one. Uh, Stu, let me ask you a question. Uh, how much, I, I, I've been really focusing my, my attention to AI and I've been learning a lot about it. Uh, it's been around a long time, but it's really first coming into its own. Uh, and Mr. Musk has now asked for all the research to be stopped uh, for six months, which that ain't happening, as they right. say. So how much of your programming is AI oriented? So good question, I think, because uh, I've, like you, I've been following this and I have summarily ignored AI for the first decade or so because um, it was oversold, overhyped. Um, and, and especially for manufacturing, the machine language or the machine learning component was really the um, the business end of AI for manufacturing. And so right. that has, has been a big part of, um, of my experience um, and, and is a big part of the rootstock future. One of the things uh, that we are focused on right now is, you know, trying to address the core elements of manufacturing. And again, the, the pandemic sort of laid bare the fundamentals um, demand right? How many companies who had a nice clean demand plan and a nice future supply plan to, de to determine the magic of their capacity um, got all disrupted when, you know, things went online, right? So the demand signals have become very digital, right? Um, I can uh, get my orders from Amazon. Um, I can, uh, even companies that have sort of um, replenishment scenarios their product i have a customer blendtec that makes mixers for industrial mixers for kitchens and things and the beaters the blend the um, spatulas wear out well they've got built into their system to measure that and right. send an order right just a digital signal um well on the flip side the supply chain is um not very digitized at one point, I think that the real uh, fault was the the supply chain was optimized within an inch of its life. And then these major disruptions, all the house of cards came tumbling down. So we're really focused on trying to collect the signals that are available from the supply chain. Today, it's mostly a phone call. Where's my stuff, right? But if we have ourselves connected with our suppliers, we can see those signals. Um, all of that comes together, again, the fundamentals to weave into how do I create a capacity plan that I can um, confidently fulfill based on that dynamic signalized demand against this sort of really physical supply chain. We call it bits versus boxes. And so our go forward strategy is to enlist AI to help that critical calculation. Um, you know, larger companies who, who've got the resources would call it SNOP, right? Sales and operations planning. It's a big 
strategic um, look at the world. We can't, if we're going to grow this much, we're going to need capacity to grow that much. We're going to have to invest in our supply chain, blah, blah, blah. Well, the mid-market doesn't have that kind of horsepower. Um, they rely on all these technologies to do that. And I think AI, um, as evidenced, let's say by chat GPT, everything is a chat GPT now. You can actually get um, you know, plugins for chat GPT. How fun would it be to say um, uh, chat GPT or Einstein GPT is, is the Salesforce uh, implementation of that. Um, order me enough widgets to satisfy um, ABC, you know, retail um, for the next six months, right? There's enough information in my ERP for a smart bot to go collect some of those bits and start the process. Now, here's the challenge, and here's why I think AI is such a unique um, application, or this is a ap unique application of the technology, is AI works best in giant data sets, right? Very big data sets finding patterns in the data that we didn't even know to look for. Um, and so manipulating that data and calculating these against these big things with predictive analytics, right? That's the, 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 the sticky wicket because everything's going to change, right? Everything's going to change. Um, and oh, by the way, some things you're not going to be able to AI yourself out of it, right? Um, I, I always like to look back at the, the pandemic and think uh, somebody said, see, see how... We, we should have had more IIoT in our in our business. Well, I'm afraid IoT and AI weren't going to suggest plexiglass screens, right? They just weren't. That's just, that's a human um, uh, solution to the problem. And so, so I always, in any discussion of AI, you have to draw the picture with the human in the middle, right? And this is, I think, what, what the Musks of the world are worried about is the human out of the human in the loop is okay. Human out of the loop gets kind of scary, um, right? The uh, the author James Barrett, who wrote the final invention, wrote about AI from the standpoint of a CIA operative and a security operative who wrote this book and I read it at nighttime before going to bed and scared the you know what out of me to the point that I couldn't sleep. It He painted the picture of you know the HAL computer in Space Odyssey, the evil computer. What evil things could wind up being promoted into an AI environment um, and which which could possibly predict or create the end of humankind. It was a very scary book. Yeah, I'm less worried about that future. Um, but I, I'm actually, uh, for the first time, um, really enthused about the AI future, again, with human in the loop, because uh, if you look at the manufacturing space today, as I do, um, my customers tell me that the biggest problem they have is labor, finding humans to fill a role and keeping that human there. So the more automation that we can introduce, um, and, and automation is like robots, to do the jobs people don't really want to do anyway, um, 
to automate um, workflow processes, right? Salesforce has um, this concept of flows. We leverage flows so that a, a predefined process, once kicked off with the right data, will perform the function as if a human were just a button pusher, right? right. And you right. get you glean some percentage of value and, and productivity. So a lot of times people talk about automation and think shop floor. I'm telling you, um, modern um, enterprise systems like ours uh, can automate virtually everything. But here's the thing, um, you know, that we talk, uh, the, the, the pundits will say, oh, chat GPT is poised to, you know, displace X number of jobs. Okay, well, that's short sighted. You know, the, the, few, the, the history of technology has always created more jobs. Now, these are new jobs. Right. These are not pick things up and put things down jobs. These are, are knowledge worker jobs. But um, anytime a company can displace the the work that you know was hard to resource anyway, and give that same human productive work going forward. I have not met a company that is in growth mode that wouldn't see the the uh, deletion of FTEs, uh, full time equivalents. So that they can redirect that resource for more productive work that humans are good at, right? Humans are good at making decisions and juggling um, options that if a human didn't program it into the AI, the AI is, is not going to, or here's the, here's the scary part, or it's going to make a decision that isn't um, driven by the goals that it was that the human or that the company is looking for. And that's, I think the scary part is it may not perceive that as an error, right? This is what I meant to do. This this plant, for some reason, I don't like, so I shut this plant down, right? So those are the the, the fearful things. But again, uh, I'm I'm less worried about that. I'm more worried about our manufacturers, you know, digging their way out and and be, you know staying productive. And I'm telling you what, despite all the headwinds, despite all of the uh, disruptions. Most of my customers, and we just actually did a, a recent survey that um, my the, your viewers should stay tuned for, um, because it it bore out um, a lot of these things that you know we're concerned about cloud, but cloud's the number one opportunity, right? Depending upon how you ask the question, all of the things people are concerned about with technology, in the next question, they're looking to those technologies to be the solution, and so I'm I'm really um, I'm thrilled to be where I am in my career and my technology and all that. I can't wait to stop the world and get off, right? Because you know, this who knows what what AI is going to do. But but today is a great time to uh, to be investing in manufacturing technology. That said, why don't you give us your URL and if you wish your email address so that our listeners can uh, flood you with uh, requests. Absolutely happy to take any uh, any communiques. Uh, we are rootstock.com, um, as sort of evidenced in my background. Um, my address is SL Johnson, typical spelling, at rootstock.com. Stu, I want to thank you for joining us, and I want to also uh, follow up with you about the survey results. I think we may have another opportunity for you to prevent, present those in another media form. 
So we'll chat about that offline, but we appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for being with us. It's been a great time. Thanks for having me. Great conversation. Thank you. I want to remind all of our viewers that you can find us on your favorite podcast listening platform, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those guys. And you may have some other ones that you use. You can also find us on YouTube. Soon we'll be on Rumble. We are on WLEA Radio up in Hornell, New York, and we're expanding through AMFM syndication. As always, thank you for being with us on this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.